Welcome to the Tabletop Gaming Magazine podcast. I'm Chris Eckett, the editor of the magazine, and today we're going to jump into an interview that I did with David Turtsey and Nigel Buckle uh, to talk about their new game, Voidfall, from Mind Clash. Uh, we join the conversation just as I've asked Nigel uh, what he likes about building Empire games. So this is the second Empire building game um, of yours I've seen uh, this this month. Uh, so, <laughs> so Nigel, tell, tell me, what do you love about building empires? Well, I think, I mean, I think it's, some of it has been, um, I don't think it's a conscious want to build empires. I think um, Imperium was, because I'm interested in history, and Voidfall was more uh, a natural extension or a rework or a revision, not quite sure what's the best word. It's much more than the re-implementation. It's certainly not any nothing like a reskin of my previous game, Omega Centauri. And Omega Centauri came about because I wanted a space I'm, I'm gonna say 4X, but maybe anyway, a space empire conflict game that was playable in a couple of hours rather than you know eight hours or whatever some of these things were and the and the other issue i had with those games for me personally was you spend all this time building up and building up and building up and just when you've got all the cool stuff it ends that's it yes (laughs) so i kind of wanted to actually have a game where you got to use the cool stuff Yeah, so sort of. but, but 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 in a time that you know you weren't mortally tired and had enough by the point you got to it, so so that was the idea behind OC. Um, obviously, it didn't it you know flew under nearly everyone's radar, which is a big shame, really. Some people like David played it and liked it, um, and then hopefully, I mean, obviously, that Mind Clash got shown it. Um, they liked it as well. But, you know, it certainly wasn't a Mind Clash game at that point. It needed a special sprinkling of Mind Clash magic on it, I think, which is what we've done. So, you know, you Spinal Tap, I think we doled it up to 15 rather than, the, <laughs> rather than the 11. That's all the way around. That's, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's all the way around, at least twice, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's great. So... um so I've got I've written down a silly question here, as I like to sometimes, which is, um, what are the X's for in this one? Experience, well, definitely... excitement, extra jazz. <laughs> I don't know. I'm running out of ideas here. <laughs> but definitely experience and and and. And there's definitely expand, and there's definitely um. Like 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 the bold thing I told people much earlier. Now it's less true, but. I think I always like 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 the way I I, I pitched it to my people to the, the 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 boring Euro people to get excited about is that I was like think of it like Tricarian, but instead of learning tricks you're 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 conquering hexes and they were like what the hell are you talking about and 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 today the parallels are like the parallels went up and down during development uh, but it's 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 that feeling of you start with a small stuff. You make a choice of few things that gives you new options. You build up, then you build up, then you build up, and then then you try and find ways of scoring that build up. 
So, and that's very much what I love in 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 in, in the the big build up euros and what Mindclash taught me and I've now. The, the <laughs> challenge Nigel into is that while you're doing that build-up, it should make not just thematic sense, not just the labels of the setting should match, but the feeling you get inside matches the thing you do in the story. Narrative mechanisms. That's essentially what what Minecraft we are calling it now. That's that's what we try to sell. Yeah, I thought another X exponential was another another thing. Was in the X, I think. Yeah, and so um, how how does that play out? How do you, how do you get that? Well, I, well, it's it's a, it's to start small and get big, but it's but it's in a fairly compressed time frame for this style game. So, I mean, Trakirian's a, a good example where you start off with, you know, one assistant and the idea for one trick, and by the end of the game, you've got tricks coming out your ears and you're doing this wonderful amazing stuff that when you're beginning you thought i haven't got any money for it what am I, how how's this all going to work and you just sort of builds on builds on builds you know and you look for links and everything so in some ways yeah it's you i can see it's definitely in the mind clash stable of games that's for sure so how, how do we get the euroiness in there how how does that squeeze um, in? well that that i think is through the way you plan your turns so yeah. it's definitely you definitely choose a direction and then you play and the, the actual things you do are on their own quite simple but it's the combination and the okay well next turn i need to do this and this on this it's kind of the build up and that, i think that's that's much more of a euro approach to things where you're kind of building an engine or you know small bricks on top of other bricks to make something bigger it's that kind of thing actually i should ask how, how do we play it ha huh. all right <laughs> if I'm i think i'll have to answer it because <laughs> nigel would be worried that either he was too much or too little or like a yeah. um it it we always know it had to be a form of action selection for a while, we, we played around with action programming, which in Tricarium works magnificently, but in a um, little bit more directly interactive play, we've seen some people's ears go while, while while trying to figure out what the opponents are doing. You got, I think we've already said publicly, so I can repeat that, that there are uh, something called focus cards, which give you a bunch of actions. And if you're familiar with 4X and Space Empire building, then you can guess that Roughly what the topic of those cards are, build stuff, get ships, move ships, tax, scoring options, pressing buttons to score, etc., etc. But it's not obviously not that straightforward. We want it, you know, to be interesting at every point. And then on your turn, you pick one of those things and, and it has a bunch of actions and then you choose from that. And and the game is three cycles. Yeah, we said that publicly too. And uh, and then at the end of those cycle, you get some sort of scoring, and then you get those cards back. And then you have choices again. And do that three times, but the second time you done it, do it, exactly exactly because of that exponential curve that Nigel mentioned, you're thinking of it completely differently. It goes from, I need to get from A to B to ooh, and and then next time it's even ooh -er. So and how and also how long is the game? 
we played, Niger and I played a two-player game on TTS, and let me tell you, Niger really doesn't like TTS. Well, just, TTS doesn't like me, one or the other. Like, just, uh, we, we can play a two-player game around two hours on TTS. The When I taught the game to four complete, well, not taught, like, gave the, the draft rulebook without, with no pictures and no nothing to, to three newbies that were, like, really hardcore players, they did it in just over three hours and the four newbies some of which were slightly less hardcore did it a bit over four but yeah. it was all, a very first game is so this all, TT, all tts as this well? all tts yes, yeah so we could take off like, like three of those hours right almost almost all of the development coincided with uh, with uh, corona so i think we've been on COVID for a long on, on tts for a long long time yeah, yeah. um because I, I so that's so quite quick then actually if you ask the people that tell you that an acronym takes eight hours, then yes, sure, this takes three days. But anyone that tells me that an acronym takes eight hours is is that they either they done something wrong or they were never my target audience. <laughs> Possibly. And uh, and I see that most lovingly, like there's nothing wrong with them. It's just if if it bugs you down that long, then look for something else. Unless of course you're enjoying that eight hour experience. Yeah, then sure. Fine, if, if, you know? if 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 you want a twelve hour Twilight Imperium four play, but with no dice and well, no dice rolling and uh, and non punitive direct player interaction, then sure, go for it. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Um, so uh, so shorter last year, I, I heard that um, your previous um, uh, previous space outing. Nigel, uh, you, I think you described it on BGG as a uh, a knife fight in a phone box. Yep. Um, so let's talk about conflict. Uh, there's going to be some. Yes, yep. there certainly is. <laughs> um, but um, I'm not going to say it's not entirely mandatory because this is a space forex and you need to expand. So at some point you're going to have to take stuff. But it hasn't got to be, you know, pick a victim and pound them at all. I mean, if you want to play like that, if you're in a group where everybody likes, you know, building big things and then blowing stuff up, then we'll have a map where you are on top of each other. And if you blink, yes, you're in trouble. But equally, we can have a map where, you you know, to get to each other will take a little while. And if you don't even want to go there, then there's plenty of other stuff you can do building your empire that doesn't involve jumping over someone else's backyard and and ha- so how does the combat itself work do we know that yet we have to uh, be, 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 before i let nigel try to summarize that uh back to the, the the how much conflict thing because we went from oc's knife fight in a phone booth to this is now we're not pretending to be anything other than a heavy economical euro where you also build a physical empire on a physical map our target audience shifted and the first question I got from seven out of my eight beta testers is, I don't want to get attacked. But when we're bringing in Twilight Imperium fans that are ready for a little less insanity and a little less randomness and whatever, or should I say more Eclipse, that's a more relevant comparison, then then they say, oh, you mean it's just a spreadsheet with a the space theme over, so we have to find the balance between those two things. And, uh, and, 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 what Niger's system allowed us to do is to make it tunable solely by the size of the map. Because there's no, I will never expand. 
because then you know you have one or two axes and then you suffer and then you die. But when you expand, you don't expand into other people's space. You expand into the Voidborn's uh, territory, which means most of your fighting is not done with other players. But if you make a small map, you both expand once into a Voidborn territory, boom, your neighbors. And if one of you starts scoring a billion points while the other one has giant warships, then you can see what's going to happen, which I call the through the ages um, paradox. It's the, you can't score too many points if there's a gun to your head. But if you take a giant map, then you expand into the Voidborn territory, you expand into the Voidborn territory, you and okay, maybe now we're adjacent to each other, but the game is over. So if, if you want to build stuff, go for it. If you want to turn to start looking over your back, we have that too. And it's not in the same game. So we don't say your game group decides whether they want to each other, attack each other or not. We say, play this map if you want to be threatened, play this map if you don't. So, Nigel, how does the combat system work? I'm very quick notes. <laughs> well, it's, it's deterministic. So that won't be for everybody, um, which is much the same as I had for my OC. You know, if you're the sort of person that wants a cinematic moment where a farm boy blows up a Death Star in a one in a million shot, you're not going to find that here. Before you go into the battle, you know if you're going to win or not. And if you're not going to win, why are you even doing it? Unless it's to peg the kill stack that's in front of you down so that it doesn't, it's not even more dangerous. So that's the first thing is, you know, it's not, when we say deterministic, we literally mean that. We mean you can determine the result of the combat. Uh, it doesn't mean, oh, we've changed the dice randomness to cards or some other, you know, sneaky thing. It's not, it's deterministic. I don't know how much I should say about the combat system. Well, uh, yeah, like I, I just really want to stress that whenever we say that it's random, no randomness, they assume it means diceless and that, usually means bidding or 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 you know committing strength or something as simple as sites spend the resource and whoever spent most wins the battle but but no this is attack taking another hex is a euro strategic option should i it's 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 the logical equivalent of should i place my worker here or worker there just there are no worker play uh, workers here it's 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 what do i spend my action budget on essentially yeah uh, and in, the, and in yeah. the case of combat it's what do i spend my fleet strength budget on because i'm going to take some losses it's just you know and then if it's if it's a hard to take hex i throw more stuff in and if it's an easy to take hex i don't need to so it becomes a you know it becomes a euro puzzle yeah and so it, so it has a sort of um is it very simple like i've got you know this is probably very much oversimplifying it, but uh, I have more dudes. Uh, they're now in your space. That's now my space. Very oversimplifying, yes. I, I, I don't want to encourage anybody to think it's that much, but yes, that's how you think about it. Can If I don't build ships this turn and instead build one more victory point scoring building, then you will have no reason not to attack me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. If we are adjacent to each other, but again, if you play on a big maps, you won't be, etc. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to be playing on these smaller maps because this is the sort of thing I'm uh, I, that, I, that I like personally. Um, so, uh, I've, I've recently been um, on a little bit of a, uh, a war euro or waro 
kick and so that, that's why I'm sort of uh, sort of scratching at this bit particularly because I, I do like um, yeah sort of non-random conflict like this I think but, but it's obviously more than just oh you've got six I've got four I've lost because as you'll see on what's been released there's ship types so that obviously mixes things up so you have a tactical puzzle there um, yeah so it's not it's not completely who's got the most it's also what they've got as well as and of course and, technology is part of any forex empire building and of course a good chunk of that technology deals with how to deal how to beat a six with a four yeah yeah so yeah so i'm assuming there's you know better better shields etc we're, we're in that we're in that sort of realm aren't we i think that's, that's fairly yeah. safe to say <laughs> Uh, right, so we, well, you mentioned the Voidborn earlier. We should get into lore a little bit, shouldn't we? Um, because uh, you sort of describe them almost as the um, pre-existing threat in the galaxy, I guess. Is that right? Yes. So uh, the the high-level theme that we're going with, and I'm first try the original piece and then give very cliff note comparisons to other existing things. So, but. If I start with that, people think it's it's a derivative, whereas we approach it the other way. Um, essentially, human empire ruling the galaxy, no aliens, no you know weird stuff, but uh, the, the the tyrannical uh, uh, king, the, the Novark House of Novarks, uh, have uh, have have ruled us for countless centuries. I think we said. And uh, but then we find out that they've gotten all their smarts and their charm and their uh, crazy tech from this extra diamond, like an entity of a different universe. Like we don't specify. So and uh, and it, that that thing just wants it, it. It fattens up civilizations, and humanity has now been fattened up. And then they go. Yay! Our salvation is here. Our 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 the creature is here to take us to salvation, and then it's just like yay, yum yum, and <laughs> and and the, the the players play as the edge powers of this galaxy that are like hell no, we're not getting eaten, and and the coop is about pushing back that threat of of if we don't get to it and and. I'm not gonna say what do we need to close or push or turn, then then we all gonna lose. While the competitive is sort of a sequel to this story, so we were always joking that maybe we should make a mini campaign where you have to first play the co-op and if you win, then you're allowed to play the competitive. Uh, where it's like okay, so the Voidborn's presence is still here, but if you look at the cover, then those orange thingies are no longer coming through threatening us directly. So how about we unify humanity? But then, of course, I should unify humanity, not you. The king is dead. Yeah. Well, on it, his knees anyway. And then, yeah, I want to be the new king. It, 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 uh, I think, I don't, I don't, Niger can tell what was in his head, but my understanding of Niger's original concept was always evil empire in the middle Everybody rushes in to carve it up and be the new guy. And then when we showed it to Mindclash, Mindclash did the same thing that what they did when I showed them a cute little time travel game about uh, IT tech guys selling the stuff they invent tomorrow. It's like, yeah, but how about humanity is at the brink of extinction? 
So, you know, dial up the threat to 17. And 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 then the evil empire in the middle, which is essentially the threat or the theme of, I don't know, core worlds, got turned into this... Uh, like, like we obviously compared ourselves to other themes, but not to be like them, but to be not like them while keeping what's cool about it. So Voidborn is both uh, space Tulu and very much not so, and the human empire is very much Dune's Imperium, but also not so, and their infestation is a bit of a flood from Halo, but not so. So it's like, like we come up with what's cool, then we compare with what's out there, and then differentiate ourselves to, to make sure that it's not the same. You say maps, um, but I'm I. The way I envisage it is as hex tiles that get laid out. I think I won't give out too much if I say yes. There are hex tiles that you give uh, lay out. Yes, yeah. and uh, but this please is, don't ask me what's on those hex tiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's on those hex tiles? Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> Your truest nightmare. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> um, uh, so you, you, you talk about the, like the size of the maps. So, um, is it completely modular? Because you just decide. Is it just like you know, um, pick pick twenty from a bag for a fast game, pick uh, forty from a bag for a long game? No, here yeah, we go. that's that's <laughs> that's how we started designing maps. Essentially, pretty shapes and and funny special effects in the middle, and then all of them were terrible. As in, all of them were really really good, but nowhere near good enough for us. And I think at this point. Uh, plus, I'm terrible at spatial vision, and Nigel has a lot better of that. So at this point, I think between my gameplay experience demands, uh, Nigel's fairness and 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 uh, spatial logic rules, and the limit of we can't overload the players with too much map-specific nonsense, I think it's it's like we have like what five or six strict rules every single map has to follow. And I think when we're done, we're going to release those rules. So he's like, go ahead, build your own map. If it meets all of these rules, we think it might be okay. And here are the X maps that we designed using these rules. Yeah, and, and play tested. And I mean, yeah. obviously, co-op is slightly different from competitive because competitive, you've got to give everybody an equal chance. So you can't pen someone in a corner and somebody else gets all the rich pickings and they go, well, that's not fair, is it? And you go, oh, suck it up, boy. That's not, you know, whereas in, co- in co-op, there's nothing, I, personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with having an uneven field. And then it means if if you're the person, you know, that's sitting on the rich ore and can, you know, you're, you're, you're quite happy with the situation, but, you're, but your fellow... Um, houses are you know struggling then it's a cooperative game you've got to help them out so whereas if we gave everybody an even starting it'd be like well we're kind of just playing the competitive with this without attacking each other so it's almost like you want to put people in slightly different positions in the cooperative to you know shake shake their mindset i think a bit yeah, it sort of gives a sort of narrative shape to it based on the based on the map, doesn't it? You know, if you had one one player under threat and then an, another that um, uh, has all the you know is a long way away but has all the resources, you know, that's a good yeah. story, isn't it? One of the co-playtests that I had a week or two ago was like 
my, my my starting tech pick was like, oh, I can build this awesome economic combo. And 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 I was like, oh, I can build these giant ship things. And I was like, oh wait, but all the easy targets are next to me. We should swap. But 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 the map, but like it's not like you can physically swap because obviously we are building these things to put maximum challenge on players. So I was like, okay, so how long can I afford to not start my economic combo so that I can carve out enough space so that you don't feel the pressure? And and like the competitive is is much more ahead in terms of development, and we're really really happy, and we're doing second wave close beta now and optimism, but. But the cope is is shaping up to be what I think everyone always wanted about a cope empire builder. They just never knew it. So I didn't know it either, and I think Nigel didn't know it at the beginning. We we discovered what we wanted the cope to do as we went along. Yeah, so, uh, so first of all, what are your what are your rules for your, for your maps? Can they be stated? Because they'll be abstract at this point, won't they? Component the, the the competitive maps. I think it is like like if you want Nigel, you can have a go at it. I'm just trying to remember the things you hammered into me. It's full symmetry, so there is no far side of the map, which is with hexes at four player was an incredible challenge to figure out. Um, it's uh, it's you. Especially on smaller maps, you can attack, you can enroach on other players, but you can never cut them off. Um, any fancy toys have to be equally accessible by everyone, which is part of the full symmetry. But like we really freaking take full symmetry seriously. Yet there are no like and, and it's 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 an experience thing. Like, do we want to channel people into the prize in the middle? Do we want to give them space to expand? Do we want to? make a gauntlet in the middle that they it's like and 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 the random exploration map oh i explored this cool new hacks yeah good now what did you do to the gameplay experience you randomized it what if it gave you the experience you didn't want so yeah that's always the problem with the explore bit of the 4x i mean when you're playing on a computer game if and it's and it's solo and it's you know the game kicks you you go I'll restart. Whereas, you know, if you're playing a multiplayer board game and the first my first two explores were just useless. I'm especially when we factor in, as we talked about, there's definitely a exponential growth curve here. So if you say, you know, this is you know, there's a there's a little bit of sprinting involved. And if you you don't get off the blocks, if you stand around, you know waiting for the starting gun and everybody else is around the corner you're not going to catch up so we having an exploration mechanic where one person finds the perfect thing that suited their strategy this game and the other person didn't that would probably be the factor for why you won and the other person didn't and that feels in a game where you say we're going we're reducing randomness we're reducing you know we're giving player agency to Oh, except, yeah, if you find something, you're lucky, and if you don't, you're not. It just felt, it felt the players that wanted that, there'd be far more people that would go, yeah, I, that element of the game I really don't like because I can do all my planning and everything else, but then I, I've got no control over that aspect of it. And, and, and 
like when 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 Nigel first showed it to me using original Omega Centauri, and then as we started from scratch and 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 got into what turned into Voidfall, then and and as I learned my trade on twenty two hundred other projects, is is what I got to realize more and more that if you want like. Yes, there are people who want the exact opposite things that than what I think we should want, and those I want leads. But when somebody says, I like the feeling of having to adapt my plans as the galaxy opens up to me, they think they want a heavy exploration element, because that's what the previous game's done. I'm saying, I agree with your need of having to tactically adapt your uh plans to the developing situation i disagree with that being implemented by an unfair fundamentally deciding setup so we don't have randomness as in will this succeed and will this be good but we definitely have input coming into the game draw one two three cards from a deck and choose once but not not as an outcome, as a here are your options, and rarely and impactfully. Which means if your 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 eyes are blind to that, you wrote down every action on your paper, you created the math and you want to execute this script, you lose. Or at least score very under what you could have. But if you have a plan and you go, ooh, now I can do that, then you still have that feeling of I did not think I would do this this game that the people that ask for random exploration are actually asking for. So we acknowledge the need to not have space spreadsheet the board game, but we reject the notion that that can only be implemented by dice combat or random exploration or or random tech pool, which are all things that that uh, uh, the Space Forex games, uh, especially, uh, but I could use Medieval Forex games too, have used to uh, used to rely on to shake up the table. And without spending too much time hyping other publishers' projects, I had the privilege of working for all of a week on Europa Universalis, the board game, which is the very principle of an Ameritrash war game uh, empire management you can do everything game. And the game was great, and it had a bunch of annoying classic Ameritrash 4X elements. And and when I was explaining to the designer Ivan how to change them into Euroy bits, and thankfully he was wonderfully supportive and understanding of that, I, I always said, I understand your need for this experience. I'm saying we can implement it without scaring away the people that want Euro fairness. And of course, Europa Universe is, is a million times less Euro than Voidfall is, but the process is true. People that want the crazy stuff actually want the excitement. And we're telling you that there is other way to make excitement than randomness and unpredictability. The, the other thing is the theme, because we've got this idea that humanity is set with the galaxy. It's just that the central rulers are not quite who we thought they were and certainly their agenda is rather different and there's something horrible and evil fattening them up but we know the galaxy it's not like oh what's around this corner we we know because we're living in it so it's almost like 
putting an exploration on it would kind of pull against the theme anyway. Yeah, that's right, actually. I, <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which is the same, ju- same. I don't want to say justification because it came the other way around, the same structural build-up we do to combat. Sure, if, a com- if, if you're simulating a combat where four X-Wings are flying into that star, then there is a million factors that can change it. But when you're simulating fleets of 10,000 ships doling it out over uh, the 10 parsecs, then, yeah, I have more guns than you. Yeah, it averages so, out. Yeah. <laughs> so what would be the point of me losing my fleet that a quarter of the galaxy has been producing for the last 10 years? You know, it's that's that's a different game go play star wars rebellion it's a great game that tries something completely different than what we try it's like we're not competing with that let's let's then pivot to not competing and talk about co-op that we will say a lot less about because that's still under heavy development yeah okay um but uh, so how 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 is that going to work is it is it solo with more players never if it was solo with more players, then it would have been uh, competitive against something else. Then we wouldn't need co-op. Or rather, if we needed co-op, we'd be lying. Solo, and people know me as the solo guy, so this is a very important theoretical difference. A Kanban EV solo is not a co-op game. It's a competitive game where you're competing against a deck of cards that me and my good friends stacked in a way to make it hellish for you. But a co-op game is about either surviving something until or getting somewhere before. And you can do that alone or you can do that with other people. And then once you have this co-op concept, then you can either do it single agency, which is we can discuss what we're doing, but there's only a single agent on this table. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Lots of people say, oh, alpha gaming is a huge problem. Yes, it's a huge problem for me because I alpha game normal people and the people I play with alpha game me. So that's not the experience I'm looking for. And then there's multi-agency co-ops that I have my stuff, I deal with it. You have your stuff, you deal with it, but we need to coordinate a little bit. And what I consider the best co-op games around ignoring the real-time things, which is a complete, or the coordinative things, which is completely different, or the games that feel like a co-op, multi-agency enough that it's not cards on the table, you should move there, you should move there, and and uh, yet matters what I do enough that we actually have to coordinate. And I think, if I, like, for me, every co-op game's cooperation experience is, okay, but how did Mage Knight and Spirit Island do it? Those are actual cooperative games. And because the theme, and, and because the, unless we're in a direct fighting small map, the mo- multiplayer's interaction isn't, okay, which, which action have you took from me? It's not that kind of game. So making a competitive solo for Voidfall would have either made it all about combat, or you do your own stuff and occasionally run some spreadsheet neither of which is interesting. So instead of trying to do what everybody expects me to do with every single game ever, of making a competitive solo for it, Nigel asked as soon as the theme solidified is, why don't we have a game where the Voidborn is attacking all of us? I was like, okay, but then we're making it a real co-op, not a, not a multiplayer automa that is not interactive and occasionally slaps one of us on the face. 
And what we've been doing since is we've been reducing the size of the slaps and increasing their frequency because big slaps are unfair and rare slaps you don't care about. Until they happen. Yeah. And it's pure theory because if you analyze the difference between Robinson Crusoe and Spirit Island, then it's very much a predictable increasing sequence of small slaps versus, hey, I hope I don't get slapped the next turn. And I would never do that. I would always do that. And and, and and I was quite keen for a 4X co-op because I don't think I've ever played one. I'm trying to think if there are any, but they're quite rare, put it that way, unless yeah. you play, you know, solo on a PC or something. But the, then you're not cooperating with anybody. You're just trying to, you know. It's, it's, it's not a you. power defense. It's not a survive ways of zombies being thrown at you by building units that can score points before you die. No, it's a true empire builder where if neither of you care about the slaps, you're going to lose. And and what we're doing now, literally twice a week, is fine-tuning the slaps. Sorry, that, that tickles me the way of saying that. Um, that's uh, fine-tuning the slaps. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> Design theory all the way. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of a um, co-op empire builder at all. That is that is difficult. The, uh, the, like there are co- like the, <laughs> wing wing imperium, which is not co-op, but like the obvious ways to start a co-op empire builder all involve. Uh, here are our problems. Uh, like like it needs a higher abstraction because it's hard to do the. But because Mindclash challenges us to do uncompromisingly perfect, once you have an uncompromisingly perfect framework. It's not hard to do other things well. Uh, but we're, we're all looking forward to uh, this slice of perfection. Um, so is there anything else I need to know about this game that I haven't, I haven't asked yet that I should, I should have asked or that you want to hype up or drop in? Um, every time we talk about Perseverance, I tell people that it's the best Mind Clash game to date. And I am fairly hopeful that when you ask me less than a year from now when Voidfall goes to print, I will say Voidfall is the greatest Mind Clash game to date. So... <laughs> Uh, and I think I think I'd say Ian's knocking out the park. Oh yes, the art quite good, isn't it? This, this up and coming artist. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, th- there is your scoop for you. Uh, Ian is really, really great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Our intro music is Cloud Meetings by Body in the Thames, which you can find at bodyinthethames.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can find us on tabletopgaming.co.uk. You can find us on Twitter at tabletopmag, uh, on Facebook as Tabletop Gaming Magazine. You can find us on Instagram at tabletop underscore gaming underscore magazine. And we've just launched a Twitch channel, which you can find at twitch.tv forward slash tabletopgamingmag. If you like the show, recommend it to a friend or subscribe to the magazine, which you can do on our website.